I did try to niching down path at the very beginning of my journey where I wanted to become an online coach but I didn't know what kind I like mindset I like personal development I liked travel and it just I couldn't fit myself in one industry this is creator habits the show that looks at how creators build their audiences one day one follower and one habit at a time I'm Alina your host a startup founder turned content creator and indie maker hello everyone in today's episode I talked to Jereen Nicole the multi-passionate creator. As an emerging creator, Jereen has an intriguing and unorthodox perspective on finding your niche when you're just starting out. She's focused her journey on Medium, and in this episode, we discuss her transition into being a paid writer, consistently generating ideas, and finding the right kind of mentors to follow. Hope you enjoy. I just wanted to start by having you introduce yourself a little, Jereen, and just tell us a little about your background. Hi, I'm Jereen, and my background is an emergency nurse in Canada, and I started writing online back in October 2020. I started writing on Medium as kind of a way to express myself, my thoughts and experiences as, as a nurse, and Initially, I expressed myself like with the frustration, the painful experiences of being a nurse. But after a few stories, I realized that I wanted to take writing more seriously. So I switched from expressing my experiences as a nurse to helping millennials with personal development journey as I tried to improve myself. And that kind of just evolved as the more I learn, the more I start figuring out who I really am online. And also I realized that I'm someone with so many interests and you can find a way to really express all your passions as one person. So that kind of how the multi-passionate creator was born. You know, we're all quite dynamic individuals and it's sometimes a struggle to figure out, well, I'm always told to niche down (laughs) and I want to write about all these different elements of my life. What was that moment that made you realize I'm just going to embrace that I'm a multi-passionate person? That's going to be my thing. Well, I think I didn't decide that it was going to be my thing until later on because I did try to niching down path at the very beginning of my journey where I wanted to become an online coach, but I didn't know what kind. I liked mindset. I liked personal development. I liked travel. And it just, I couldn't fit myself in one industry that I became really confused. And it just made me feel like I wasn't cut out to be an online entrepreneur. That when I shut it down, I started from ground zero And I just said, you know what, I'm just going to let myself be and explore all my interests because I don't have a following. I don't have anybody reading my stuff. They don't know me. Therefore, I have this advantage of really figuring out what I like. And it was a great decision because I talked about travel, relationship, money, and all of these things just kind of emerge. So... In the end, I kind of just figured there has to be some sort of intersection of what people will like to hear from me and what people also like to read. And was there any 
kind of way that you started to recognize that intersection? Was it just kind of a gut feeling or was it, were you looking at anything? I basically started tracking all the topics that I wrote. Initially, I used Google and Excel sheet and then I transferred onto Notion. But basically, every time I post a blog post, I would put a category of what this post is about. And then over time, after a month or so, I would look at kind of the data to see what did I like talking about and how did the views do or how did that published content do in terms of the audience? Like, do people like this? So that's kind of how you find the intersection. I love that. I think not everyone is that diligent in actually tracking and and seeing that intersection of what do I like writing or what do I like creating versus what are people responding to in a kind of spreadsheet format. Yeah, I mean, personally, I did it to use as a self-motivation because when I started on Medium, I had zero followers. Every time I publish a post, this is how many followers I have. And then over time, I just kind of saw it was growing. So then it gave me a little bit more boost versus looking at income that I can't really control. It just made me focus on the process. That's huge. I think a a big part of starting out as a creator is just keeping the motivation up to show up. And I'm curious, are there other things that you found yourself doing to just keep showing up, basically? Yeah, basically, I created a routine and kind of stick to that routine. I know it's overrated to say, you know, habits and routines and all of that. But in reality, it's just really forces you to keep going without you having to decide whether you want this or not. Like first, I had to decide, do I want to take this seriously? So for myself, I decided that I was going to take writing seriously and because I already have a routine of waking up, doing yoga, and then writing. So that has become my keystone habits when I wake up. Is that the main kind of, I guess I would say, like habit stack? <laughs> the, the, yeah, that you have? Mm-hmm. It, it is. So I wake up, I do yoga and now and then I just write for like an hour and then I go about my day that's become like okay my day has been accomplished because I did the most important thing I wanted to do which is writing. You started out on Medium and started out writing. Was there a reason that you said hey I'm most interested in writing? How did you start to think about in which mediums you were enjoying? Well I actually tried writing last. I dove into Instagram. I was kind of thinking, oh, should I become a social media manager? And so I tried Instagram. I did not like it. I just really hated it. I didn't have a good relationship with Instagram that I actually shut it down. And then I tried taking YouTube seriously. So I filmed, I think, eight videos, but I only uploaded two at the beginning of the month. So it was it's basically like a trial process to be like okay how did I feel about doing that it's it's always I was always gathering inner feedback but I was always trying out and then when I started writing on medium I realized that oh I really like this when I when I'm writing it feels like I'm in my flow state I feel like 
like the world stops like it you you just know so then i was like okay i need to nurture this skill and that's kind of when i decided i need to take this more seriously so that i can actually cultivate it i think that that's something that isn't talked about enough the fact that we all have mediums that we kind of gravitate towards or that work for us more than others where are you currently most active are you, is it still medium yeah, I'm still mostly active on medium, um, but now I am in this journey where I'm really trying to use writing as a service. So I'm mod- I'm in this monetizing stage. So my output in that platform has kind of um, sacrificed, but I'm okay with that. It's part of the journey. And then now I miss it. Oh, I need to actually post more there. And it's just like, but I think that's the beautiful thing about being a creator. You always have that chance of like juggling multiple projects and you just never get bored. It's true. You mentioned this with YouTube where you recorded eight videos posted to, I'm curious also with Medium, does it ever happen that you maybe write a lot but don't hit publish. <laughs> like, what's the thing that helps you hit publish? The thing that helps me get published is like, what what is this gonna do if I don't put it out there? Because I always come from a perspective of like, this content is gonna help somebody. So then, if I don't publish it, then it's just sitting there. It's not. It's not gonna help someone. At the very beginning, I wrote a lot, but I did not publish a lot. If you were to ask yourself why you know why you didn't hit publish do you have any thoughts on why i think it's just it's just tedious to work because it's it takes longer than writing writing takes about an hour you're just dumping words out there but then editor you kind of have to summon a different persona to be like is this good for the reader is this good are they gonna like it is you know it's a different kind of art because now you're trying to figure out from a reader's perspective, what are they going to like and not going to like? And just cutting down like 20% of what you initially wrote and then making it pretty, making it readable, making it engaging, which is obviously much harder than just writing it. Absolutely. I have a newsletter post sitting in my to be edited. <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing that I, I think actually gets easier over time. But one thing that I am always really curious about is people's systems for actually coming up with ideas and capturing those ideas for what they're going to write or what they're going to post or what they're going to record. And I'm curious, yeah, what's your system? How do you approach? When do you come up with ideas? How do you capture them, etc.? So it kind of evolved over time. I've been doing this for about eight months now, but initially at the very beginning, I just used my notes app and then I just write any time that an idea pops into my head. And then whenever it's time to write, I will scroll through and I would, do I feel like writing out of But now I use kind of Notion and I categorize it because now I have kind of a focus in terms of the readers I want to attract, which is usually creators. And I kind of write 80% a creator-focused content versus 20% millennial-focused content. So it's that general audience versus a niche audience. So now I I use Notion for that, and I have a very complicated template (laughs) on Notion. 
Amazing. Are there things that you notice are vehicles for idea generation, even if it's something that you do throughout the day, like conversations or walks or I I don't know? Yeah, so a lot of my ideas come from conversations, talking with friends. Like, so when I'm actually giving them advice, I think, oh, who else could be wondering about this? It's a good chance a lot of people are wondering about it. People say, oh, I'm not good at writing blogs. And then I ask them, well, why? And then when they give me their answers, it's like, no, those are all misconceptions. So then now I have an article idea. It's like misconceptions about writing about whatever else that they're telling me. It's like, I know people are wondering about this because one person told me. That makes a lot of sense. Also, that's a very buzzworthy title. Yeah. But I learned that if you actually deliver your content according to the title, it's not really clickbaity. And unfortunately, Medium taught me that because it's like, oh, that sounds clickbaity, but then it's actually a good article because they actually said the things that they were going to say in the headline. That's a really great way of thinking about it, that your headline is kind of like a promise almost. And exactly. And deliver. I love that. Exactly. I'm. Have there been times that you've like missed a day or missed a few days, or how how have you managed those kinds of ups and downs? Um, I don't have to publish every day, except for that thirty day writing challenge. So anytime I get, you know, even if I can just have fifty words on my notepad, I consider that writing. So it's just more like a lenient wait for myself to be like, oh, okay, I'm writing every day. And I don't have to be on my computer to kind of have a definition of like, oh, you have to write and publish. So it's just a nicer alternative to yourself when you're actually building something in the long run. Absolutely. Have there been any times when you felt discouraged? Um, Yes, at the very beginning, because when I started on Medium, I started applying to these publications so basically they're kind of like a mini magazines on medium and they target specific audiences so i started applying and they kind of i got a lot of rejections and i got discouraged at the beginning but then after a while i realized that okay if they're rejecting me that means they're looking for a higher quality writing and that just helped shift my mindset to like if I want to write high quality content I need to learn how to get accepted into these publications so I took my time to study what the publications want and the content that it's posted there and and then I just kept trying until one day it just kind of clicked for me what these publications are looking for so now I get like 90% acceptance rate yeah and barely get rejected and it's like you just pick the publications that you like was that a big part of it picking the right publications or are there other things that you learned yeah the big the biggest part was that initially I thought of it as oh I want this publication to accept me and then when I switched from my like no I'm gonna write my story first and then I'll pick the publication for my words like the home for my words so that's kind of how I shifted my mindset and then from there I just studied like high quality articles and then started pitching and then they got accepted 
That's awesome. What's your advice to creators who are just starting out? My biggest advice is to really just let your interests kind of show up in its own way and follow your interests at the beginning and then listen to your inner feedback more than the outer feedback because at the end of the day you are doing these things for yourself and not for the people eventually you will find the people that's going to appreciate your work are there any creators that you admire quite a bit well right now i've kind of made one um, writer, my official mentor, <laughs> um, or unofficial mentor because he doesn't know. Basically, I found Nicholas Cole on Medium and out of the top writers that I've been following there, his work really resonated with me. I kind of bought all the products that he had put out there so that I can learn as fast and as much as possible from one person instead of learning from 10 different people and they all say conflicting things that it just becomes much more confusing. That's really interesting advice actually. Are there any books or other resources that you've also found helpful in other ways? I haven't read any books in writing except for his but other creators that I do admire when it comes to writing online are Julian Shapiro on Twitter as well as David Perel. So I, I really devoured their writing at the very beginning to find the teacher that I wanted. But the reason I like Nicholas Cole is because the type of stories he writes are the stories that I would like to write versus the other people. So I think it's important to know the type of person you are, or the type of work that you are going to produce out there and follow the people who do that same thing. Like, if you wouldn't do that, then don't follow that person. That's such a great insight. You can get such mixed signals from all of these people, but ultimately it really does depend on one, what your kind of natural disposition is. And knowing that, it just gives me the comfort that it actually doesn't matter what way you pick because all these three people are all, all successful in their own way and they make it work it for them. All right, well, so what is next for you? What are you excited about? And, and how can we support you and follow you? What's next for me is just really taking it slow as a creator, but I'm hoping to create products and services to really help creators, especially on Medium. I get a lot of questions about that. so. That's going to be kind of my main focus in the next few months. And yeah, um, I'm always available to chat on Twitter. That's where most people can find me. I don't have grand plans, but just going to keep writing. <laughs> I love that. That That is a grand plan to keep writing. That yeah. is wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining today. This has been really informative and I learned a lot. So thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Creator Habits. This show was edited and produced by me, Alina Seri, with music by Luke Tyler of Memobly. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and review our show. It would mean the world.